Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. What happened to the mic? Why is it? All right. Is that straight? All right. (laughs) Who screwed this up? All right. Here we go, Reg. You ready to go? I am. Let's do it. Are you uh, all set up? I like where you've got... Oh, wow. Look at where you've got those... uh, those needles bopping today. Nice. <laughs> All right. Right in the books. Uh, episode 276. I'll give you the uh, three S's and the countdown. You give me the music. And I'm going to give you a super podcast. You'll get that later. All right. Here we go. Star, smile, strong. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast. But your responsibility doesn't end there. Get out there. Tell the masses. Tell the world. Send a link. Send a message. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Tell them that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs, too. Your loyalty and devotion, and of course, going that extra mile will be worth Exciting prizes. <laughs> if you like what you hear, don't forget, go to uh, WGNRadio.com, go to the podcast section, and hit the prompt for this podcast, and you will find a vault stacked and stocked with previous podcasts in there, dating all the way back, hopefully, to May of 2016 when we first started this whole craziness. So get up to date from five years ago or from five minutes ago. Get in there and listen to any podcast you haven't heard in the past so you'll know where we're at. There should be, I would say, about 275 just laying around there waiting for you to download and listen to. So if you've finished with all that and you're all up to date with 275, welcome to 200. 76. So what I want to talk about today is something that's been driving me crazy over the last, it seems, I don't know if it's been a year for this one or not, at least in the grand scheme or the the mass appeal of our culture. But as you know, I'm always looking and observing as what's going on and what people are doing and especially what they're doing wrong. (laughs) I don't really have too much to say for what people are doing that I believe uh, is correct, but I certainly have a lot of opinions um, as to when I believe people are doing something wrong 
and I think that's what hopefully makes this podcast interesting. <laughs> it's no fun to talk about things that uh, are are good, right? It's it's always the the crazy stuff that piques our interest, and that's that's where I seem to have uh, my finger on the pulse of of what's wrong, at least in my world, and maybe in yours, and maybe hopefully, and you know, you either, either agree with me or perhaps. Just the same, you disagree with me. I don't care. That's what the whole thing is about. So I've said many times, we're talking, it's a dialogue here. We're talking to each other, and these are my opinions, and maybe you share them, maybe you don't. Maybe you agree with 40% of them, and you think the other 60% of what I'm saying is a bunch of BS. That's fine. The, the goal is to have a discourse. The goal is to, is to have a discussion, to, to make some observances uh, of baby about things that, that uh, happen every day, but that we don't take a step back and really uh, examine or notice, and we just sort of go with the flow. My job, at least in... And how I've ordained it is to find those little things and point them out and maybe for your benefit or for or, or to your detriment. I don't know. You may think it's all a bunch of hooey or you say, wow, I never thought about that. But you know what? He's right. Or maybe you say, you know what? That's the biggest bunch of BS I've ever heard. I don't. It doesn't matter what you think. I just want you to think. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, sort of my forum to to share with you some of my thoughts, and it's your forum, hopefully, to take from it what you will. So the latest observance that I've been making has been happening for a while. Now, it's, it's, it's been called, and I think it's a really good um, description. It's, I've heard it described as verbal acne. Verbal acne, meaning, you know those those phrases that we say that we use as a crutch to either fill the silence or to maybe what I'm doing right now. <laughs> when we're trying to think of a thought and we, we don't have it completely uh, formed yet, we will throw in, and I just said one, um, we will throw in an um. Or a, uh, or, you know, a like. That's always a big one, like. I've heard a few now in the last several years. The one that has really taken off is actually. Have you noticed that? I mean, I, I, and, and I mean is another one. And I, so don't, 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 don't get me wrong. My, my vocabulary can use some stridex. Right, uh, there's some verbal acne. We all have it. The goal is to. Uh, uh, there's enough, <laughs> but the goal is to address it, to identify it, and then make a concerted effort when you're speaking, not to fall into those habits or into those crutches, which, which do slow you down, which do distract and detract from what you're saying because if you if you continually repeat a certain phrase or a certain word or a, a, some pi, some type of verbal acne enough the person listening to you starts to listen just for those words they're not listening to all the other ones that you're spacing in between for your thought 
So I've been hearing, I mean, the like, like I said, there's I mean, uh, like everybody, I mean, like, I mean, young kids and teenagers and especially teenage girls, they seem to use like, like, like constantly like, <laughs> I mean, they will use like every two seconds to the point where I, if I see that some, a young person being interviewed on television, I will sit there, as I said, with, uh, and mentally count the likes that I hear. So that one has really been in the last 20 years, like has been a major, it's not even a pimple anymore. It's not even verbal acne. It's a boil. It, you know, it, it's a carbuncle. It's a pilonidal cyst. The word like, you know, you can't just, you can't just can't put some retin-A on that. You just can't put some stridex on that. You know, th- th- you need to have that one lanced. You need to have that one surgically removed. The word like awful verbal acne. It's cystic acne, acne, if you will, if you know the term. But it's worse than that. As I said, it's a carbuncle. It's 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 a pilonidal cyst. It's 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 bordering on tumor. Benign, yes, but still a tumor. So I'd love to be able to completely banish and whitewash our vocabulary from the word like. It it. it so overused and so distracting, especially when someone uses it like all the time, like, oh, so that one is a perennial, right? That one, we just, we just have to realize it exists. And whenever you see it or hear it, you eradicate it. If you hear somebody saying it incessantly, I believe it is not out of bounds. I think you have every right to point that out to somebody in a, in a nice way, not in a, not in a mean way, but to say, you know, I mean, I, and I understand it, this is not easy because how we speak is very personal to ourselves and to our personality. And so certainly it can be viewed as an insult. So there does, there does need to be some kind of massaging on this. It has to be done in a, in a delicate way. But I, I, I honestly believe that it is, it is a way to help someone. It's not there to criticize. It's there to, to help and improve. Because I do believe that if you use a lot of this verbal acne, a lot of these, cru- these, these, these crutch phrases in your daily life, when you converse, that I, I truly believe that, that people aren't really listening to the full context or the full depth of what you may be saying to them because they are distracted and they're focusing in on how many times is he or she going to say like. Now, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I do that. Now, once again, I, I, I make, I've made my living <laughs> uh, with words, whether it's speaking them or writing them. So I might be a little more attuned than the average person. But if you are around a teenager, whether it's your child or your grandchild or even a young adult because no one's telling them not to, and now we've got people in their 20s and 30s that are still talking like they're 12 years old with all these likes, uh, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's wrong for you to take them aside and say, just listen to the way you're talking when, when you're... When, you, when you're not thinking about talking and you're just letting it flow, listen to yourself and 
if it is the word like, for instance, say you're really saying the word like quite a bit. And it's distracting. I'm not really listening to you. And 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 frame it in a way. I just I just wanted to to let you know what I've noticed, and I think that you might want to try to work on this. And they may they hopefully take it in the right way as a as a suggestion for improvement, not a berating, not a criticism. But I do know that it drives me crazy. The like one is is sadly i think it's there forever but you know you it, it we can't get rid of something until we ad- address it recognize it and then find a solution and this one i think is relatively easy but you have to be able to have the guts to either recognize it in yourself or have the guts to bring the topic up with someone else but uh it's there it's there if you listen now, actually, I don't know where this one came from, but it is rampant. It is approaching the severity of like. It may not be uh, a verbal tumor like like is, but it is approaching the carbuncle, and Google that if you don't know what a carbuncle is, but it is approaching the carbuncle pilonidal cyst boil stage. It is it has gone past the acne stage. It is no longer just verbal acne. Now, cystic acne is a very um, serious kind of acne. It's 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 certainly even past verbal cystic acne. It's it's approaching boil. It does need to be lanced, and it could be a pilonidal cyst. Or a carbuncle, which would need to be surgically removed. It's it's approaching that. Actually, when did why what? First of all, what when you when you want to identify potential verbal acne in your own vocabulary or in other people's, and you hear a word constantly being repeated, you realize that that word really has no meaning. It adds nothing to the word, either before it or after it. It adds nothing to the thought. It is a space filler. It really is, I think, a a reaction to us not wanting to have a pause in our thought. So we will throw in these words, like, like, or like, actually, to give us a couple seconds to get our thoughts in in line so we can continue our discussion. So if you hear a lot of likes or a lot of actuallys in somebody's explanation of something, clearly they're, they may not be well thought out because they're throwing those placeholders in because they're needing to mentally get their thoughts together while they're talking. But the word actually, actually adds absolutely nothing, especially in the context of how people seem to be using it today. Are you noticing this? Just watch. And, and the, sadly, you know, I'll give the average person a little leeway on this. But I will not give, and maybe once again, it's just my own 
little pet peeve because this is what I do, you know, in the media. And you know is another one. And I just did that one. So I, 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 I as I said before, I, I'm cognizant. And I, I, but I certainly am trying to work on those. But you know is another one. Like and you know are, are, are those are the two, you know, those are the two tumors. Those are the verbal tumors. They're not even acne. You know and like. Actually, for some reason, I, I don't know where it came from as to, but it is now growing. And you will hear it even from news reporters on television especially when they are speaking without a script, when they are on the street in the middle of talking, they will fall into their own conversational manner of speech and they will use actually quite a bit. And it is, and the, and the, the problem is that it's being used so much that, and nobody is pointing it out, and that's why I, I. This is why I don't think you're being rude or 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 degrading somebody if you point it out. You're helping them, but if it's not pointed out, it's just going to continue, and it 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 slows down a conversation. It adds nothing to the thought, and as I said, ultimately, when someone uses it so much. You don't even listen to what the person is saying in terms of their thoughts. You're listening for the next actually to come. And it comes with no context, with no meaning. Someone will say, well, I'm actually going to the store. Okay, then what's wrong with I'm going to the store? Why actually? I'm not saying that the word actually should never be used, but it shouldn't be used when you're doing something that is not out of the ordinary. You can you can actually use <laughs> actually in a correct manner, but people are not using it in a correct manner. You would use the word actually if you wanted to stress something that seemed to be the opposite of what you're talking about, then the word actually is appropriate. What we're doing is using the word actually to talk about something that is obvious. I'm actually a man. Well, that phrase would be fine if I was dressed as a woman and then said, I'm actually a man. Okay, now the word is used correctly because it's, it's, it's used as a differentiator. I may be dressed and look like a woman, but I'm actually a man. I'm telling you what is the truth. Despite what you see or hear, may not be that. So that's where actually fits in. When you are using it to differentiate from something that looks obvious but really isn't. If I was dressed as a woman and said I am actually a man, 
outwardly, I would be looking like a woman to you. So when I tell you, you know, I'm actually a man, I'm, I'm differentiating the outward idea that you may have had from reality. That's when actually is used correctly. And in theory, that word really shouldn't be used all that much because there really aren't as many instances where a, a false presentation is there. So actually, actually, is a word that should be used infrequently. But we are using it now continuously to state the obvious. That's not what actually does. Actually states the opposite. Not the obvious. I'm actually going to the store. Yeah, well then, why can't you say I'm going to the store? Now, if you said that I'm, I'm, I'm taking a plane to Africa, but I'm actually going to the store, then I would say, wow, why are you taking a plane to Africa when you're just going to go to the store? When you hear someone use the word actually from now on in the conversation, and once again, I'm not trying to pick anybody, but it's mostly young people, and it, at first it seemed to be young teenage girls, and then those young teenage girls grew up to be young women in their 20s, and then their parents hear them talk, and they start talking like them, and and their boyfriends or their guys around them start hearing it, and it becomes, and this is the way it spreads, but I, I, I initially did hear young, let's face it, in our, our culture today, whether you want to believe it or not, whether you realize it or not, our culture, our main culture is heavily influenced by 14-year-old girls. And that's the truth. The way they talk, the way they dress, the, the music they listen to, the phrases they use, their, what they like, certainly, on their likes is very important, right? We've got all these uh, you know, 14-year-old online influencers. That's a job now. That's a profession. Talking about what kind of eye color to wear, what kind of mascara or what kind of uh, you know, bikini to wear at the beach. We are influenced today by 14-year-old girls. And I'm not saying that in any kind of demeaning way. They are, the, they are who the, the uh, retailers are looking at. The technology companies are basing all the technologies on what a 14-year-old girl would do because they are the ones who will be pushing the products and pushing the technology and pushing the apps and pushing the use. And they push it to such an extent that it bleeds into the main, these days, the influence is such that it does bleed into the main culture. And so we're, we, are, we, are, we are talking, if you, if, you, if you listen close, we are talking like 14-year-old girls. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. 
I'm just saying that they're they're 14 years old and they're mature, they're, they're they're somewhat immature and they really don't really have the capacity to drive a culture yet at 14 but they are and so in many ways we are regressing we're not using technology to to move forward we are regressing to doing things and sounding like 14 year old teenagers and it, and it could be boys too i'm not going but 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 girls really are the driving force you know it, guys didn't start using emojis girls did guys didn't start texting to their friends girls did guys didn't go online and hit like when they saw somebody wearing a dress they liked or guys don't say wow that's really a cool that's really a cool uh, baseball hat you're wearing. I like that. No, the guys wouldn't do that. That started with with girls, high school girls. That's where we're going. And if you listen to a 14 year old girl talk to each other, you will hear the word "like." You will hear the word "you know," and you will hear the word "actually" incessantly. It means nothing. It adds nothing. It bogs it down. There's a there's a there are a couple reporters on television locally here in Chicago on the news that I watch regularly that I make a joke I'm saying okay let's let's count how many actually she says and I don't even listen this is where I'm getting my uh you know my kind of statement from I don't even listen to what she's talking about in her report cuz I'm just listening for the actuallys and in a 2 minute live report from the field, she will inevitably have four or five actuallys. And that's not an exaggeration. I know her now and identify her as the actually reporter. That's what, in my mind, that's what she reports on, actually. I don't know what else she talks about. I do know she says actually all the time. And clearly, I don't think her bosses are telling her not to. So shame on them. You know, I know there may be in today's world now because our standards have, 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 have been greatly diminished in terms of how we speak and, 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 and our entertainment and so much because of the Internet, because we have cameras with us, uh, because we can shoot video of ourselves, because of things like TikTok and YouTube. Average people now dominate what kind of visual content majority of people watch it is homemade it is of normal people it is not of professional speakers like broadcasters on the radio or broadcasters on television who 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 at least in theory should have some training in how to speak correctly and clearly so that they can convey the information because the smartphone has diluted that and given a forum to the average person who is not schooled in how to speak correctly. That's what most people are hearing and we are accepting that. And so our, our, our baseline of, verbal communication and written communication has 
has declined because we're now sounding like normal people as opposed well, everywhere as opposed to having some areas where the speech is clear and concise and conveys a message and communicates well that's what used to be on television and in radio but we have accepted less now because we are more interested in the instant and the um, the immediate gratification and so anybody with a, a, a phone which is everybody now can take a video and and maybe describe something in how they'll talk how they talk naturally because they're not schooled in it and now but they may be at some kind of event or some kind of a uh, you know fire or some kind of a a, a news breaking event and they will provide that or you go on TikTok and people start talking and and that's what most people watch now on a daily basis. So they're hearing regular people talking, but they're doing it on a camera, which gives it some kind of cachet, some kind of importance. And so now even the professionals are letting their guard down. So shame on them, but it's happening. And even if those people on the air are doing it, they're certainly not being corrected by their bosses, maybe because the the prevailing thought is, well, you know what? We have to sound like our audience. We don't, we, we don't need to sound uh, better than them. I think that's wrong. It's not about sounding better. It's, it's, it's about sounding clearer. Your job on television or radio is not to be one of the guys or one of the gals or one of your friends in that we're just having a conversation. When you watch the news, for instance, you, the goal is to correctly and clearly communicate what you have to say. So that means concisely, without the verbal acne, without the crutches, in an effective way so that I get it clearly, crisply, in a concise manner that I can understand it. Because most of the stories on TV news, for example, are two or three minutes long. But if I'm using likes and naturallys and or or, or or actuallys and things like that, then I'm 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 diluting my message. I'm communicating in a less effective manner. So sadly, that is now passing as acceptable. But it really isn't. You say, well, Jim, my gosh, you're being what a what a stickler. Well, no, it's not being a stickler. It's it's just it's trying to do it correctly so that we don't keep fa- because the more our standard keeps falling and low and low we're going to we're going to be to a point where we can't understand anybody because no one knows how to correctly speak there needs to be a standard that those who are communicating to us especially important information do it in a way that does communicate it Verbal acne takes away from your effectiveness of communicating to other people. And that's not in a professional way, on any way. At a party, in a conversation, a one-on-one conversation, or in a group of 500. But listen now closely, and you will hear actually thrown in for absolutely no reason. And completely in the wrong context. So in other words, then I'm, I'm actually cutting the grass 
And then I'm actually going to plant seeds in the garden. Well, that's what you do in a garden. You plant seeds. What do you mean I'm actually going to? I'm planting seeds in the garden. There's no need for the word actually. Listen for actually. It's there, and it's there way too much. But now, there's another, There's well, there's actually two other ones. Let me get before the, the main one that's driving me crazy. Let me throw this one in, which has also been around for the last 10 or years at least, and I don't know where it fits and why. I don't know if it's a part of our growing narcissism, which, once again, I use 10 to 15 years now as a basic time span of when our culture has begun to de- has begun to decline and that falls precisely in when the cell phone was first introduced from my point of view you know I you know how there's AD and BC you know BC before Christ AD after Christ and it basically anything BC you know, is before zero. So we're at 2021 in our calendar because that is after Christ's birth, right? That's where we're at. It's 2021 AD. So there were all these hundreds of years, 500 BC, all these years before Christ. And then we, we, we I don't know how we did this. It was a, it was a, it was a simpler time, wasn't it? back in biblical times it was a simpler time i don't know how we've done it but we have we that they just decided to to reset the clock at zero wow talk about having some clout it must be good to be you know the son of god you can literally start the time clock over again the passage of time start started again with the birth of christ wow so I look at the, the the birth of our society beginning to decline as 2007 because that's when the smartphone was first introduced in 2007. And from then, so it's about 15 years now, you know, 14 years, that is when we started to decline. That is when, given the power of that smartphone, in people's hands, and especially, as I said before, teenagers, everything began to decline. Social media has made us decline. Likes and views and impressions have taken on way too much importance. But that's what drives our culture now. And so... You know, little like games, and once again, I, I'm if you play if you play games on your phone, that's fine. Once again, you know me; I have a flip phone. I'm not into that stuff. But you know, those games like Candy Crush, which I I don't I've never played it. I don't even know what it is. I see people playing it all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. It, it's a nice time killer. I get it. But you do know that that was created for a teenager. I mean, it's funny, you know, it's Candy Crush. 
and you know adults are playing it and it's about candy jumping around well there was a you know there was a there used to be a board game called Candyland. i never saw my parents playing Candyland before Candyland was for little kids but somehow candy crush isn't but candy crush and all the all the games that are on the on the that you can get on your phone all those games they're all they're all designed for teenagers but then if it's a way for teenagers to either or parents to either bond with their kid which i have nothing against and they discovered oh this is kind of fun fine but just know that it wasn't designed for an adult it was designed for a, for a teenager so i look at at the beginning of our demise as 2007 so everything from 2007 on so I believe that our culture has begun to decline in the last 15 years, certainly on a variety of fronts, and certainly verbally, because we are now starting to talk like teenage kids, adults are, and no one's stopping them. I don't know how many people are listening to me on these podcasts, but we need to start an army here, folks. It's a grassroots thing. Someone has to begin to to point this out. I know that in today's society... You know, you can't you can't even say anything against not even against you can't even you can't criticize or even try to help someone because you're 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 being accused of criticizing or being mean or being a bully. Because our society today, especially our young generation, very sensitive to any kind of criticism because they never got any. They were never criticized in any kind of serious way when they were growing up. So they don't know how to take it. So any kind of of pointing out of anything is a is a is a blow that that crushes them. And that's why we have social media, and that's why the the term bullying has become uh, now a, a verb. Used to be a bully. That was a noun. The word bully was only used for most of its existence as a noun. That person is a bully. But once again, in the last 15 years, or 14, we'll use that, don't you notice that now the word bullying is a verb? It's an action word. And it's a catch-all for any kind of criticism that anybody might level at somebody. That person is a bully. So I understand that pointing this out to somebody, you run the risk of offending them, or of being accused of being a bully. But I don't believe you are, and I do believe you're doing some good. So if you hear the likes, if you hear the actuallys, and if you hear this one, this is another one, last 15 years, especially the last 10, have you noticed how you've been hearing the word myself quite a bit? Some people will say, I myself, which is crazy. I mean, it's either I or myself. It's either me or myself. But why myself? It seems to be we are not using the word me anymore or I. And I do believe that many people are, are using myself. First of all, it sounds, it sounds more, uh, I guess, what would we say? Does it sound more intellectual? Or more, not even that. It sounds more self-important, which is what we all are today. 
I mean, we are a self-important, self-centered society. We are a narcissistic society. Whether you want to admit it or not, we are. And we have been starting in the last 15 years, getting back to my 2007. There's no doubt, and I've mentioned this many times before, the cell phone has made us more narcissistic. It validated our narcissism. It made it okay for us to take pictures of ourselves, to to show ourselves all the time to other people. We always wanted to do it. It was always repressed or considered a bad thing in our culture to be a show-off or a narcissist. The cell phone was built for that. Everything it did was there to, to, to share yourself. Take your pictures, take videos, share your opinions. You, you, you. Me, me, me. At the heart of the smartphone, and if I've been saying cell phone, I'm, I'm wrong. Smartphone. At the heart of the smartphone was how do we elevate the individual's self-importance. That's what it does. And that's why we're at where we are today. And we're only going in the wrong direction. But I think that the my word myself, and you'll hear this constantly if you really listen. And sometimes you don't even have to really listen because if you just listen, you'll hear it. People will say, well, there's, uh, you know, my wife and myself went to the store. What? You know, I, I think people use myself for two reasons. I think it, it makes it, them sound more important. But also there is this constant thing in our minds, at least, for some people, of the difference and the correctness. And it used to be. I don't even know if people care anymore because no one really cares about grammar and what is correct or not. We've accepted our, our language has been bastardized. Uh, you know, and we accept now bad grammar, verbs that are not conjugated correctly. We accept that now. That's that's cool. That's hip. You know, so that's another if you you hear that, you know. You're hearing you're hearing people talk without any sense that it's wrong of, of using the wrong tenses of verbs. Don't you hear that all the time? I do. No one says, no one bats an eye. But for those of us who do still adhere to these, and it's a, it's a smaller number, I guess, but the, the whole thing between I and me has always been difficult. You know, you say, oh, uh, you know, my wife and I, my wife and me, those are both correct depending on the context in, with you, in which you use them. The easiest way to know what is the right way if you're writing that or saying it, you know, he and I or he and me, is take the other, prop, the other pronoun out of your sentence. And you say, if you say, he and me are going, take the me out and would your, or take the he out and would the sentence sound right to say, me are going? Me am going. Or 
is it I am going. And if it's the I am going, then it's he and I. You take the pronoun out of the other person and then you make sense of the me or the I. That's the easiest way to do it. And it's not that hard, but that's how you do that. But I think enough people get paranoid or used to get paranoid about that. They, they completely sideswiped it by just putting myself in. They don't have to play the verbal game or the mental game anymore. So my wife and myself are going. Uh, my, my, my daughter and myself did this. Myself, it's completely wrong. It sounds terrible, but, it, it, but it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's grammatically wrong. Now, once again, can the word myself, it's not a word that can never be used correctly. Just like actually, actually can actually be used correctly. And I just used it in the correct way as a differentiator from the way it's being used. You can use the word myself. It's a real word. It has meaning, but not the way most people are using it today. I myself cut the grass. What? I cut the grass. Why? Myself is basically supposed to connote you doing something alone. Myself. I did it myself without anyone else. I myself doesn't make any sense. If you said I, you've already, you've already established it's you alone. So don't use myself. My wife and myself are going to the... No, your wife and myself are not. That means your wife would not be with you. My wife and I are going to the store. Not myself. Stop with myself. Everybody's saying it everywhere. It sounds horrible, but people think that they're sounding more intellectual. Myself. Uh, Hello, lovey. Or I'm giving myself more prominence. I, I myself will go, what? No, take the, take the actually out, take the myself out, but listen to how people are using it. It's so wrong and it's so prevalent everywhere. Myself, myself. But that's not the one that's driving me crazy at the moment. These have been driving me crazy over the last five, six, seven, or eight, ten years. Certainly like has been a standby. Actually has been cropping up now for quite a while. The myselfs, certainly in the last five, six, maybe ten years. That they all date back to the bewitching date of 2007. But now in the last five years, and maybe even shorter than that, is the new one. And this one, if this one, you could say, you know what, Jim, up to this point, let's see what time, what's the time around here so far? You know, Jim, you've been talking for 40, what is it here? You've been talking for 47 minutes. I think most of this has really been a lot of BS and nitpicky stuff and stuff that, you know, that you're just 
blowing out of proportion because maybe you're you're a word guy or you you think you're a linguist or something and you're you're dissecting how people are talking and no one really cares and you you know you know what people mean. that's what drives me crazy too well you know what I mean no no I don't know what you mean don't assume I know what you mean just because you use the wrong word but it sounded like the right word so I knew what you mean no have enough pride in yourself to use the right word, to know the right word and to use the right word. Don't count on me to know what you were talking about. That's not good communication. Oh, well, you know what I meant. I don't know what you meant. I know what I heard. And based on what I heard, that's what I understood. So if I understood it wrong, it's because you said it wrong. And you're the one who made the statement. It's not my responsibility as the listener to translate or decipher what you said. It's your job as the person communicating to get all that right before you say it. It's not my job to decipher what you said. If you say it correctly, I don't have to wonder what you said or know what you meant. I know what you meant because you said it correctly. So the responsibility and the onus is on the person generating the thought, not on the person accepting the thought. Oh, well, you know what I meant. No. If someone says you know what I mean, I think you should say, no, I don't, because you didn't say it right. Oh, wow. Well, you're being nitpicky. No, I'm not. Do you want to talk correctly, or do you want your thought to not be completely understood? Don't, Don't get mad at me. Because I didn't follow your direction because you didn't say it correctly, but you assumed I knew what you thought. Wrong. How many many ways can that be wrong? So if you are coming out with with a thought to communicate something to somebody, it is your responsibility to do it correctly. Don't put the onus on the listener. They're, 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 they, they didn't ask to be told something. You're making the proactive choice to communicate something. So don't put the onus on the person to know what you meant. Say what you mean. Say it correctly. Think about it and say it correctly. Then there's no... If the, then if the person does it wrong, you have no argument. Hey, I told you to do this. Why did you do it wrong? Well, I thought you... Why? Why would you... I, I said this, this, and this. There, there is no room for interpretation. Don't leave any room for interpretation by the other person because then you won't get what you're looking for. So the onus and the responsibility is on you, the communicator, the initiator of the thought or the command to do it and say it correctly so that your message is conveyed It is understood the way you want it to be done, and then it would be done correctly. There is no, well, I meant this, or we hope that. No. Take the guesswork out. That's your job as the initiator of the thought. And don't fall on that, well, you know what I meant. No, that's a crutch. That's a cop-out. But you say, oh, well, Jim, you're making such a big deal about this. You know, you're kind of nitpicky on it. Well, you want something done right or do you want something done wrong? 
That's what it comes down to. So when you hear these myselfs and these actuallys and these likes, I think it's worth pointing it out. But oh my gosh, has the new one completely make us sound like teenage girls. And I'm trying, please, I'm not saying that in a, in a disparaging way. I'm just saying it as a young, slightly immature, not worldly person who isn't fully educated on the right way. We should be educating them. They are teaching us. It's, 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 it's the wrong way. We shouldn't be taking our cues from teenagers. But that's what we're doing. Because they're leading the way with the technology and we are trying to keep up with them. They, there used to be a time when kids, kids grew, wanted to grow up to be mature, to be adults. Now adults want to grow down to be kids. Or to want to be accepted by kids. To be cool. You know what's cool? Being yourself. That's what's cool. Not being like everyone else. That's what's cool. Having the confidence to be an individual. That's what's cool. Why is James Dean cool? Because James Dean wasn't like anyone else around. James Dean was cool. Because he wasn't like everyone else. Why was Fonzie cool? Because he wasn't like Richie and Malf and Potsy. That's what's cool. The new verbal acne that drives me crazy and really, to me, fully explains what I've been talking about here in, in terms of us sounding like teenagers, of being lazy when we speak, of using verbal acne, of not thinking, but just talking. Have you heard, and it's accepted now, you hear it in commercials, you hear it when people talk, it's just there. And it sounds so childish. It sounds fine coming out of a teenager's voice, out of a teenager's mouth. That's exactly where it should come out of, and that's where it belongs. But it doesn't belong coming out of a, an adult's mouth, of somebody who's 22 years old, or 35 years old, or 60 years old. Do you know the word I'm talking about? What word do you think I'm talking about? What word have you heard lately that sounds so childish when it's used, and yet it's used now as an adjective? It's, it's, and and it, not only is it used as an adjective, once again, like all verbal acne, it is inappropriate and it adds nothing to your statement or your conversation. You think it does, but it doesn't. 
Do you know what word I'm talking about? What word have you been? Just let me. I'll give you a second here. But there is one word that's being tacked on as an unnecessary adjective, usually to express something of an elevated nature, of something extra. When a word that they're using is the same word, carries the same weight, or if it isn't, then use a word that means this as opposed to just lazily throwing on this new verbal acne word. So I've been vamping here to give you a chance to think. If you haven't thought about it, the word is super. Oh, do you hear how the word super is being used? So I am super excited. Now, if that's a 14-year-old girl, I have nothing about that because a 14-year-old girl should be talking like that. Oh, my God, I am super excited. Okay, that's fine. But a 35-year-old woman should not be saying, I'm super excited. A 50-year-old man should not be saying, I'm super excited. What does that mean? Excited already connotes a high level of interest, right? The word excited means that. So why super? Well, it's I'm really excited. Well, then find another word. I'm captivated. I'm exhilarated. There are words then that even heighten the other words. But to throw super in anywhere now is lazy. It sounds like you're like you're like you're a kid, and we're putting it in. Uh, we're putting in front of now any words. He was going super fast. That was super fun. I am super excited. You know, I understand that the goal here is to is to show some elevated or heightened reality that I'm so overcome that it's just super. Superman is fine because what was he? He was a man that was extra. There's nothing wrong with Superman. But super excited... I'm super hungry. That makes no sense. Listen now. Closely, you will hear people of all ages using super as an adjective. And you know they got it from teenagers. But you, as an adult, you, don't, you shouldn't be sounding like them. You don't have to talk like them to be accepted by them. And if you think that, then you're in, in worse shape than you think you are. You're supposed to be an example. They're not supposed to be example for adults. The adult is supposed to be an example for the teenager. So the adult should not be saying, oh my gosh, why are you super late today? <laughs> what does super late mean? Is it five minutes or is it three hours late? (laughs) Super late. 
Super early. Oh, my God, I had to get up super early today. What does that mean? Nothing. It's either early or not. There's no such thing as what, what super early doesn't tell me anything more because I don't know if it was if it was super early that it was three in the morning or was super super early based on you usually get up at seven and now you get up at six thirty. I don't know what super means. It's a wasted word. It's a silly word, and it doesn't add anything to the conversation. And I believe if you're over eighteen and you're using it. You're sounding, I mean, okay, maybe 20. I'll give you 22. Let's use, I'll use 22. If you're, if you're a, if you, if you are old enough to have graduated from college, let's put it that way, huh? Usually 21 or 22 years old. If you're old enough to have graduated from college and you're still using the word super, it's going to be a super sunny day today. What does that mean? Either the sun is out or it isn't. It's shiny. It's it's going to be a bright, sunny day. I could say that. It's going to be a hot summer day, hot, sunny day. That makes sense. That adds value to the conversation. That adds a different aspect. Super sunny doesn't mean a damn thing. But you are hearing the word super thrown in everywhere. It is wrong it is silly it is immature it makes an adult sound like i don't even i can't even i i dis i when i hear somebody older using the term super before something i almost discount anything they say because you are being verbally lazy by just throwing that in or you're trying to be cool or you have a very limited vocabulary that you can't think of another word. I'm super tired. Or are you exhausted? Because that's what exhausted means. So if you're going to say I'm super tired, you should just be saying I'm exhausted. And I don't think you have to have some Merriam-Webster kind of vocabulary to know the word exhausted. But I know that you have to be really lazy to just throw in a super somewhere. That's just lazy. And you sound like a five-year-old kid. Now you say, Jim, you're being a bully here. You're criticizing. Well, I'm just telling you, you know, maybe I'm telling you in this situation because, you know, I'm not speaking to you personally right in your face, so maybe it's easier that way. Maybe you agree with me and this, and, and you don't, and it doesn't appeal, or doesn't uh, pertain to you. And if it does pertain to you, then it, maybe I'm at least doing it in such a way that I'm trying to make it more conversational for you to think about what you're doing. But if you're over the age of 22, you should not be using the word super. You should be speaking like an adult. So use a word that means super excited, like I'm exhilarated, or I'm super tired, I'm exhausted. Don't use super unless you're a teenager. And unless, I would say, you're 16. You know, If, if you're above the age 16, even as an adolescent, you should start be breaking the habit. But my gosh, super now is the new like, is the new actually, is the new myself. Super is all over the pace, place, and it is not super. It is anything but super.
In fact, it's super dumb. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Don't forget, every Monday a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. But also don't forget to tell your friends, tell your family, send them a link. Send them a message that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic and it should be theirs too. Your loyalty and devotion is much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 276. I'm Jim Toronto. I ain't here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic from the end of the web to your screen. Super.